Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomba listeners. I'm sitting with my friend and my colleague, Dr. Alex Andrade. Dr. Daniel Rockers is not here with us today. And although we miss him, but we need to continue. So um, Alex and I are going to continue with the show. Today, we're going to talk about elderly, their needs, and um, so many other aspects of people who get older. And one of the things uh, I was sharing with Alex off the show was that um, there was a gentleman uh, that seemed to be very educated, very well-spoken. Um, and he was talking about how much when he was younger was taking care of his parents and when they were old, how much he was giving um, of his time, of his energy to last minute of their death uh, when they were leaving. And he was just sharing that how much in our today's life that care of elderly as parents specifically due to different factors, sometimes force factor is involved when people are emigrating and leave their parents behind and they don't have their children around them. And sometimes they have their children uh, around them, but the children are so busy that they don't have time for them. Um, so today we're going to talk about that. And I'd like to hear from you, Alex. Yeah, I think starting with just the idea that because of the advances in modern medicine, we have a larger a population of individuals who are older now. And so there's a greater population, therefore, sometimes a greater uh, kind of a need for uh, attending to and providing those types of care and, and those types of uh, just services to individuals who are, you know, elderly in that way. So that's, I think, the big piece too, that we have to remember that as technology has changed, things have been more modernized. We also have, you know, we're, we're living longer now. We're living longer. Uh, this is old age. I hate to break it to everybody. Old age is something that comes to most people. Uh, if you're lucky, that's something that you'll have. Uh, and so it's something too, where even at a young age, we could be thinking about what does it mean to connect with others who are older than us? I mean, what does it mean to not just care for elderly, but to connect with elderly. I think uh, a lot of times in a lot of cultures, we look at the elderly as a source of wisdom, a source of knowledge, uh, a source uh, individuals who we want to respect and, and give to willingly. We want to care for them given what they've provided for the family as a whole and even what they can still offer in that way. Uh, but uh, with our, our modern technology and our emphasis on new and fast and and, and kind of quick that can sometimes put people who are elderly, one at a disadvantage, but also can unfortunately devalue the contributions that they have 
to our culture, to our society in that way, rather than just going and talking with an elder sometimes about the wisdom, the experiences they've had, you know, people, oh, just Google it. Or, you know, just, uh, you know, we can just look it up online. We don't have to uh, kind of, you know, use the the natural uh, kind of wisdom or, or resources that we maybe have in that way. So it's something too, that can be kind of unfortunate that individuals with so much wisdom uh, and people who have had, you know, valuable life experiences can be seen as a great resource, a great support for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about um, countries that they have um, war or they have um, some issues that people, especially young people, in order to establish a better life, they leave their countries, they emigrate and they leave their elderly behind because maybe in the future they think they can bring them, but at the time to be more open-handed in, uh, you know, and because immigration is a topic that we can separately one day talk about that. It has so many issues involved with immigration that it, that it's very, very difficult. Imagine people who come to another country, learning language, taking care of their children, even if they are just single, just establishing themselves by itself is just one thing. Now, if they have family, you have to take care of them. But, and it's very difficult sometimes to bring their elderly with them. So they just leave them behind. And I know some people that they left their parents behind and they didn't have anybody. And neighbors were taking care of them. Neighbors were doing grocery shopping for them. I know um, we are very fortunate that in every society, we have so many nice people, so many caring people that they even have organizations that they support different types of people who need support. But um, emotionally, it's very difficult for the elderly not to have their loved ones around them. And even if the ones that they're together, sometimes young people are so busy or even mid-age people are so busy that taking care of their own children, their own grandchildren, that they can't take care of their parents um, or their grandparents uh, in some ways, as you said, now the lifespan is uh, longer and um so it's it's becoming a phenomena of our time. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's one of those things where, uh, you know, going back to just like COVID has really changed so much of kind of the trajectory in that way, where there has been some, because of, you know, COVID, because of financial issues, people have had to live in multi-generational homes. So there has been some, what of a, a little bit of a greater dependence on family uh, you know, here in California, you know, housing cost has kind of forced people sometimes to, to have to depend on family, whether that's still living together or just kind of pooling resources in that way. And so through sometimes struggle and, and, and chaos can come some uh, opportunity to be able to, you know, utilize, you know, family members to be able to uh, give to family in that way. And it's uh, one of the things that I know, especially in Mexican American families or Latino families, uh, a lot of times there is a great emphasis on the elderly in regards to kind of including them, uh, you know, with the grandkids to be able to have them uh, as part of the family, you know, family events. 
Um, but like maybe most cultures or generations that are kind of collectivistic in that way, you know, when those family members do uh, uh, pass on, sometimes there is some disorder in the family or some people, uh, it becomes a little bit more chaotic. And it's almost like somebody needs to fulfill that role again, in a way. And so I think it speaks to sometimes the value of the elderly, not just for the sake of, you know, babysitting, or even like I said, uh, you know, even just the wisdom, the knowledge that they have, uh, but how they can be so central to the core of the family, in a way that people don't even realize, uh, just their presence sometimes can be so valuable. Uh, and in that can come some of these things that we talked about already, just the wisdom they have, the experience they have, just the, the, the history that they possess uh, that can really be so valuable, both to the family and, and probably to themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Especially in some culture, elderly are very, very important part of family. And uh, I, I should say uh, it's sort of unfortunate. We live in uh, sometimes societies that as soon as someone gets old, is mm. is out. The society doesn't care anymore. The society cares about the young people and the children because they're the future. But then as soon as people get old, uh, the perspective of the society is very different on elderly. But when uh, you look at different cultures, uh, like, um, for example, Aztec Mm -hmm. culture, uh, or uh, when I was in Peru, I was talking to some people and how much they care about their elderly because there's so much wisdom and conscientiousness. Uh, And even we know that in psychology world, uh, one of the things as you get older is your um, actually conscientiousness and agreeableness. And you can give this as a gift to other people as your wisdom. Because um, even your fluid IQ may go down, but your crystallized IQ, which is your experience, goes up. So one of the things that you get good at actually is language. Mm. And it's your um, you know, experience that you can share. Why don't we value that? That sit by our elderly people and learn from them, from their experience. Why don't we have our grandchildren just sit by them and play with them? It's both ways. They may say one sentence and the grandchildren can forever remember. I personally remember my grandmother, who was a very, very patient, very wise, very kind person. And I'm sure all grandmothers and grandmothers fathers for the most part are the best kindest and and everything but things that she said is still sticks to my mind you know it's so important that have children around elderly it's they both learn from each other they both just it's a give and take and they bring hope to the life of elderly yeah, I think I see that's often where it's this idea of an emphasis on new and modern ideas versus the wisdom that comes from the elderly sometimes. And there can sometimes be generational shifts and changes in ideas uh, across the larger culture. But just because there's sometimes that difference, which can sometimes be a bit of a clash, doesn't mean that we have to completely separate. 
And so I find a lot of times these, these older ideas or even traditional views, sometimes people can frown on them and hence frown on the individual as a whole. It's like, well, you know, my grandparent grew up at a time where, you know, um, you know, people, you know, even, even terminology was different, you know, things that we referred to people as sometimes and it can be like, well, I don't want my kid around somebody who thinks that way. It's like, well, yeah, people are also a product of their time, but they can also learn and adapt and grow in that way. And sometimes it's through those communications, interactions that we have, even their thinking can evolve and grow in that way. I find if we separate ourselves from somebody that doesn't add to any relationship or connection uh, versus being able to say, this is what we think, or this is where things are at in regards to this topic. It gives an opportunity for growth uh, versus it just being like, well, that's a person we're going to avoid, or that's a person that we're going to uh, you know, disconnect ourselves from in that way. So yeah, I, I don't want to go too much off on a tangent, but yeah, it is something where I feel like there's an overemphasis on modern ideas as ideal versus like, wait, there's some value in those other ways of thinking, you know, uh, different ideas that people have. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, And now we got to our first break. Um, We come back and continue our conversation about elderly and the need for connection. Um, شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دوست و همکارم دکتر الکسندراده امروز در خدمتون هستیم روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه ما به زبان انگلیسی از سطح دوازده تا یک بعد از ظهر در رادیو بامداد صحبتهای در ارتباط با روانشناسی میکنیم و امروز صحبتمون در مورد افراد مسن فامیل بوده تا کنون که حرفای زدیم و امیدوارم اگر کسانی هستن که فکر میکنین شاید از این برنامه استفاده کنند دعوتشون کنین به برنامه ما تحت کالچر and سایکولوژی توجه داشته باشن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم با ما باشید سرنوشت را باید از سرنوشت شاید این با کمی بهتر نوشت آشقی را غرق در باور نوشت قصه ها را از کجا این باور آمد که گفت گر روید سر بر نگردد سر We're back with Dr. Alexandrade, and this is Saide Malik Afsalia speaking. Uh, we continue our conversation regarding how we can connect with elderly, how we can be creative in that regard and um, receive uh, some um, back and forth from the elderly and, and giving. 
And Alex, I was uh, just thinking, uh, one of the creative ways to support and to connect with elderly maybe is music and art, uh, cooking, you know, activities that we can get help from them. If they're unable to stand up and support in that way, they can sit somewhere and they can um, share uh, preparing the food because if their hands is working, they can be part of that. If, um, for example, um, you know, they're able to even share their recipe from older time, they can just tell you while you're there to add the spices, to add this and that, and you demonstrate that. I mean, I was just thinking there must be some universal ways that we can um, connect and music and art and cooking and different things came to my mind. Yeah. No, I think sometimes just being with a person can can spark something. So even just making the time and, and spending that time with the person without any specific agenda. But uh, to your point, too, I think it's even better if you have a shared kind of activity that you can do, because there's a focal point, and there can be something that you end up getting out of it in that way. So, you know, we need to eat, you know, so it's like, if we can cook and, and kind of do that together, um, whether that's us, you know, just being able to help as somebody is kind of teaching, or even just observing in that way. And then sometimes even being able to spark conversations such as, you know, when did you learn how to make this or who taught you how to make this? Or, you know, was there, you know, asking, you know, the elderly individual was there, uh, you know, who, you know, was there a favorite food that, you know, your, you know, mother or your father had or your family member had trying to just create some space to learn about them and their experience in those ways. And sometimes that can go all kinds of different ways that we never imagined. And uh, we can take something from that and it can be valuable for them to be able to, to give and feel heard and, and valuable in, in their story and their experience. Absolutely. And um, I think the elderly, they would love to share. I've noticed that with anyone older when you ask them questions they like to be asked questions mm -hmm. because sometimes they sit quietly they probably feel like you know they're just not part of this new era of mm -hmm. how the grandchildren how their children are um, you know living or conversing or communicating they're usually sitting quietly they don't say anything but when you ask them a question they would love to share I was at a gathering and there were a couple of older people sitting there. I just went very, very respectful, very respected people that they had um, many experiences in life. And I knew their jobs and the experiences I had heard about that. So I sat by them and I started asking questions and they just loved it. They wanted to talk to me. They wanted to share their experiences. They were just saying things that um, it was just so interesting. And to this day, I remember that. So I think uh, this is the way to communicate um, with people. Ask them questions. You know, they love to share. I haven't seen any elderly to tell you, I don't know. I don't want to talk to you. You know, <laughs> even I'm serious because they look for it. Sure. Even as strangers, they're sitting on a bench when you're walking, 
And if you are passing by, you're tired, you want to just have a break, you sit by them, you realize how much they love to communicate. So I think it's part of being old that you like mm -hmm. to talk about your experience and you like to share. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And going back to, like you said, even sharing music, I, I find music is like kind of a universal way to connect with people. And so sometimes being able to ask, you know, what music they enjoy, you know, even nowadays, I mean, we, we have so much, uh, you know, music on our, on our phone that we can easily access. We could even play something and listen to it together and talk about what that feels like to, to hear that song or why they really liked it or what was their favorite part. Uh, so it can be something where we're able to connect and engage with a person and learn about their experiences, learn about what touches them, what's important to them in that way. And sometimes even being able to share, oh, yeah, that reminds me of this song. And it might be, you know, a newer song or a more modern song, uh, as we know, a lot of times too, a lot of current songs or remakes of older songs so you know they may even be like you know what no i that's actually you know i know that song it's a different song um which could be great uh, kind of points of conversation how these things are given new life and how you know an individual maybe connected with that song you know when it was originally kind of released uh and then how you as a as a younger person connect with the the remake of it or something like that and so yeah it can be something where we we have no idea what that type of conversation can can lead to but it can be something that we can kind of uh, go back and forth on and, and really feel like we're able to share and learn something mm -hmm. i think showing that they're valuable is very important you know, it's sometimes hard. I don't see many people having that patience. But if you just think that how much you can give them by just respecting them and value what they share uh, about, you know, different things. For example, I was just thinking if someone has experience in gardening, for example, you can put a chair in the garden, have the elderly person sit on it, and you just say, you tell me, you know, what do I do with this plant, for example? You know, it that's giving them value because we are asking about sharing their knowledge, you know, or as I said, just like cooking, just like anything else, or as you said, listening to a music that they like rather than being selfish and just doing what you like to do, but just asking them, what is that um, they love to hear, listen to as a memory of old times. Yeah. And uh, on our previous episode, we talked about the idea of self-love and self-care. And uh, one of the things I mentioned was that idea of what for ourselves exploring, you know, what self-love, what self-care means by asking those questions, what engages me, what nourishes me, what replenishes me. Those are great questions to ask somebody. You ask somebody who's elderly, those things, and you might find, you know, something new that, you know, we didn't even discuss today uh, that they can find really interesting, something really valuable, something maybe you're wanting to do together. I find it's when you just create that space of sharing and, 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 communicating with somebody there's so many things that can come out of that that it can lead you down a whole different path you you never knew uh, you never expected in those ways uh -huh. absolutely yeah and um, you know we often talk about this that 
regardless of the age, uh, mm -hmm. there's always some similarities, some something that you can find in a person. Uh, sometimes I watch grandchildren who are, let's say, in high school, mm. and I love the way they communicate with their grandparents, you know, to just ask their grandparents, uh, you know, if they like to go for a walk, if they're still physically, you know, healthy enough to go for a short walk, you know what that means to a uh, elderly person mm. that their grandchildren are asking them to go for a walk with them because usually mm. children who are at that age the teenage years mm. they're into their own world maybe they don't mm. even want their grandparents to walk with them but when I see that in some people I often just feel like so beautiful that a younger person at that age is valuing their grandparents to ask them go for a walk. And that's all they want, attention, you know. So why don't we teach our children from younger age that uh, talk about your parents uh, in front of them, tell them how much you value them, tell them how much you valued your grandchildren, great uh, grandchildren, uh, parents, or how your nephews or nieces did this to your parents and how much you appreciate it so they can learn. Yeah. And that's something too. I even talk with people when they're, you know, their, their parents or their grandparents have passed and now they have children. It's something where I encourage, you know, the memory of your grandparents, for example, can still continue on with your children through those stories and the sharing that you say, you know, it's like, yeah, when I would visit, you know, grandma, we, you know, your great grandmother, we would go and you know, pick fruit and, you know, she would, you know, cut the lemons this way or cut the oranges this way. And to be able to have that, that, that experience, that memory passed down where when your child is, you know, eating fruit, they can be like, Oh, did grandma do it this way? Or, you know, did your grandma do it this way? Uh, could allow you to even feel as though there's still that connection that goes on, even though they were never able to actually meet them. And so it's not just in, in, in life that these connections and these relationships can be built, but by us sharing, you know, those relationships, those experiences that we have. And so uh, again, going back to what we're talking about, it can be even more important to have these experiences with, like you said, uh, uh, you know, elderly with grandparents, being able to really kind of try to uh, lean into those opportunities to, to spend time together, uh, sometimes in the smallest ways, like you said, going for a walk, listening to music, you know, getting out and gardening, you know, it doesn't have to be effortful. It can be just a little bit of attention, a little bit of time that we give that can be so uh, meaningful, can be so valuable, both to the person who is elderly, as well as ourselves, our children, and, and yeah, other relationships. Yeah, recently, we had a friend who had um, an issue that um, had to just give up work, stay home, and um, just not feeling that good. Mm -hmm. So the children actually from different parts of the world um, came mm -hmm. to connect with them, to help them, to support them. And one of the things that uh, this family were dealing with was um, feeling really bad about, you know, having their children 
just leave their um, work and place of living to come and, and support them. But uh, when I was talking to them, I said, you know, just think about their children, how much they're gaining as an experience and watching their parents to give so much love to their parents to just leave their job and leave everything just for the fact to come and help their parents. This is the best example of um, educating your children by acting the act of support and love and care that you're there for your parents. So the children of, of your children, your grandchildren are learning a lesson, a life lesson that otherwise they would have never learned this, even though, you know, obviously as parents, you always want their child, your children not even um, be bothered by anything um, that it's extraordinary to help you to put things, um, you know, uh, together for your well-being and leave and probably be very uncomfortable in many ways, but being on your side when you need them. This is absolutely showing the extreme way of love that you come for your parents, you pr are present for your parents, and your children are seeing that. What better lesson for them and what experience better for them to even just maybe be in an uncomfortable situation for a while, but learn to adjust and to adopt themselves. Yeah, it's a great way to show this is what we do for family. This is how we show that love and that care. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things we can easily say that this is what we're doing, but that's a great way to demonstrate that, to show that. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to give another break and come back to continue our conversation. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بام داد من سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دوست و همکارم دکتر الکسندراده امروز در خدمتون هستیم ما امروز راجب افراد مستن خانواده صحبت می کنیم که چقدر اینها برشون مهم توجه و حمایت و مراقبت بچه ها و نوه هاشون چقدر مهمه که ما بهشون توجه داشته باشیم و بتونیم اونها رو هم به نوعی اینوالف کنیم تو کارایی که می کنیم توی دانشی که دارن ازشون استفاده بکنیم و اگر کسانی هستن که فکر میکنین از این برنامه به زبان انگلیسی استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنیم به برنامه ما توجه بکنن ما حدود دیویست پادکست حالا به زبان انگلیسی داریم که میتونین از رادیو بامداد از سپاریفای از امازون میوزیک و آیتون گوگل از انواع مختلف پلتفرم ها صدای ما رو بشنوین ما برمیگردیم دنباله صحبتمون رو در مورد مراقبت و محبت به بزرگسالان ادامه میدیم با ما باشید
With Dr. Alexandrade, this is Saide Malikavsali speaking. Uh, we are at the end session of talking about uh, care and love of elderly and how we can involve them in our uh, family gathering, in our communication. And uh, the first two parts of our conversation, if you just turn on your radio, we were talking about different ways um, that is very universal we can uh, get our elderly involved, for example, in cooking, in gardening, in uh, walking with our grandchildren, uh, if physically they're still able to do some of the things. And if they're not just sitting by them, talking to them, communicating with them, asking them questions, paying attention to them, and uh, in different parts of this main part, we were uh, bringing some examples and talking about that. Alex, I was just thinking sometimes, um, you know, just um, there's a challenge in getting some of the elderly to speak and to get involved due to the fact they have some, for example, hearing issues. So as soon as we notice that, we have to take care of that because uh, I have actually noticed that some of the elderly start being quiet. They don't want to um, get involved in communication because they have issues with their hearing and they don't talk about that. So maybe as part of their family, as soon as we notice that, we have to mention that to them and encourage them to get maybe hearing aids or maybe um, there are other issues. Maybe um, they are, um, sometimes uh, we know that there's some hormone issues in um, the brain that uh, it's not uh, as they were younger, for example, serotonin, dopamine, their movement is now different. Their happiness is not um, you know, intact. And by communicating with them, maybe we can understand what's going on and start supporting them in a better way. That's a great point. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was something I was going to touch on too. I think it first starts with recognizing that there are changes that a person goes through as they get older. 
their mobility can change. Uh, not that their cognition can ch can change, but there can be some uh, you know differences that we kind of notice. And so it's important to think about you know what their functioning is, both in you know their thinking. Uh, their emotions, as you kind of mentioned, their hearing, their seeing, their mobility. And so trying to uh, accommodate for those things. For example, if you're asking somebody to drive late at night to meet with you somewhere, say for dinner, that might be a harder thing for them to do. Uh, it might be rather than, you know, asking them to meet you, being able to pick them up and kind of meet with them, you know, maybe earlier in the day. Um, also, it may be a matter of being able to be aware of how clearly you're speaking and uh, the volume of your voice in that way. Uh, it's something I've learned the hard way. I'm a bit of a mumbler at times. And so as I've been around individuals who are a little older, sometimes they need me to speak up to pronounce it, it pronounce, I can't even pronounce, pronounce it, pronounce it a little bit clearer in that way. And so it's something that I think there can be things that we as individuals do to kind of accommodate for those things, because I find for most people, it's it's hard when we're not able to do the things the way that we used to be able to do them. So to admit that, yeah, I can't hear as much uh, and I need maybe a hearing aid can be a struggle for a person. So rather than just starting with that, it might be being aware of our own ways of communicating and interacting. And then from there, we can, with love, kind of say, hey, you know, grandpa or hey, uh, I've noticed it seems like sometimes it, it helps you when I speak up a little bit more. Um, does that feel like that helps or is that, you know, more annoying to you or what? And they might be like, yeah, it's kind of tough. I can't hear the same way I used to. And then that opens the door to be able to say, well, how can I provide you that support? You know, maybe it is speaking up, maybe it is pronouncing, but maybe it is also, you know, when you go to your doctor, you can tell them that, you know, that's been something that you, you've noticed is a little bit tougher or even driving at night, a very common one for individuals where it's, it's harder to do that than it used to be. And so making sure that they could be comfortable, say there's an event that is in the evening offering to pick them up and drop them off or, uh, you know, kind of arranging things at a time that is more comfortable for them. And so, yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, sometimes just, well, they can't do this or they don't like to do this, but inquiring a little bit about, well, what are those changes that they've gone through that can be really tough to acknowledge and talk about, but can be things that we approach uh, in a loving and a caring way to help them to be uh, present with them. Very good point. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, you know, again, we go back to paying attention. We go back to really have this um, important issue in mind that if I can do something, maybe someone else cannot. So I have to be considerate and I have to watch to see what is it that I can do to help an elderly person or anyone who is unable to do something that they need help with. So um, I was just thinking as you were talking about this, they were a family of 13 hmm. uh, kids that the youngest was 92. Wow. <laughs> Imagine wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. 13 um, that, um, yeah. So um it's it's very interesting when you see there is a family of older people and they were from Spain. And these uh, 13 brothers and sisters whose youngest was I think 92 or 93, 
they walked in a community of um, elderly people that they were gathered together and they walked by age. And it was very, very interesting that they were over a hundred, um, the, the elder, the eldest, and um, they all were very tall. Uh, they were mixed of, uh, I guess, uh, like five, six women and um, six, seven men. Uh, and they all looked so healthy, vibrant. They could speak well. They could walk, all of them, even mm. the hundred some years uh, older wow. man that uh, he walked. So, yeah, as you said, we are in an era that people are aging. And if they don't have all of a sudden a disease illness that can, um, you know, just take their lives. But if they live a healthy life and they care about, um, you know, themselves and their surrounding is more of care and love, they can live longer. So one of the points that um, was in this um, story, the most important part, actually, they lived in a village in Spain. And there, people, regardless of age, were always, you know, gathering, having, um, you know, events together. And, um, you know, it seems like even in psychology, we have a study that there are some disorders that when the people, they don't even notice that or say that, you know, you have that disorder, people do so well. And the prognosis, uh, the, the prognosis is so much better uh, in the villages, in countries that you know, they they just show love, attention, and mix them in their gatherings and in their, um, you know, fun events. So that was very interesting to me that, um, you know, it's uh, important to mention attention and showing love. Uh, it's, it's so, it's it does so much for them. It reminds me too, a lot of times we find that uh, there is actually longevity in one's life if they feel as though they have a purpose, if they have a routine, if there's things that they're contributing. And so if we're just by ourselves, separate from the community, separate from others, that leads to kind of stagnation, feeling isolated, feeling disconnected. So to be a, a part of the community, a part of a family, to feel as though you have a role, not in a way where you're overextending a person or you're putting a lot of pressure on them, but more of this is what we're doing as a family. This is what we're contributing as a whole. It's nice to know you have a part to play, that you're valuable in that way. And that's something that we we can see really adds to a person's longevity as well as their overall happiness and kind of well-being. Absolutely. Even, you know, we have a very good example of uh, people, um, they, they studied uh, two different disorders in Western countries and in Eastern countries. And they, the result was showing greatly that those people with the same disorder with collectivistic culture, they did so much better. Their prognosis was um, so much better than those that they were in Western country that is individualist country and people are 
really working hard and they don't have time to really take care of people with disorders and those people with disorders they're on their medication or they're in mental hospitals you know they're in different environment uh, as opposed to people who are in the family family takes care of them they're in events uh, nobody really questions them for being weird or doing something different so obviously those people I mean, the, the importance of this piece is, is really, really noticeable that how much love, care, attention, having them part of you, having them part of the events, having, having them part of the community, how much it gives them to their well-being, to their betterness. So in general, when we talk about elderly, they're the ones that one day they had positions, they had work, they were as active as we were, um, you know, they were somebody. And all of a sudden, they're sitting in quiet places, or they're in uh, nursing places, uh, other people are taking care of them. Even if you have parents, grandparents who are in that situation, go visit them, bring them to your family, don't lose connection. Um, I know we have a friend who just goes to visit some of these people in the nursing homes. And he sometimes comes with teary eyes to say, I sat by this person, I sat by that person. What they complain about is that their family members don't go to visit them. They're forgotten. This is really sad. Teach your children, teach your grandchildren to understand this uh, important issue in our society now that we have more elderly than before. I, I see that the growth of nursing homes has started already. Every corner you go, there's a new development and there's a nursing home. So it seems like, you know, this is the fact that, um, it, and it's understandable, sometimes it's hard to keep a parent, a grandparent in their own homes, maybe because of safety, because of um, good nutrition that they have to have and all of that. Well, let's not forget about the expenses that now maybe is on children sometimes, you know. So be thoughtful, be thinking of all of that and, and keep just remembering that these are reality of our lives. And if one day we are gonna get there, why not just educate people about that? Let them know that this is a fact of our society and we have to be prepared for it. And now that we have someone elder in our family, just be kind to them, love them, uh, you know, bring them on board with things they can do so that pay attention to it. Yeah, I, I find just including somebody can be so valuable in that way. It, it just gets them out, gets them involved, gets them kind of moving in those ways. We know, again, if a person is isolated, stagnant, not kind of doing things, it, it can be kind of a, a, a just a, a trend downward to their overall functioning, as well as like you said, you know, their mood, their their happiness in that way. So yes, it may take some kind of adjusting, you know, it's yes, we're gonna have to commit some time in that way. But it can give a lot to us as well. So it's not just an expense or a cost of our time. It can be something that's valuable to our overall well being uh, to our family as a whole. And especially if we're open to talking about 
our family history even. I mean, sometimes you can learn so many things that you didn't know. I think there's so often that we're looking forward, thinking about the future, thinking about, you know, just getting through the week sometimes, but there can be a, a wisdom, a knowledge that comes from talking to family members about where we came from, those, those past, you know, relationships, those past experiences that have maybe led us to this point now, and maybe things to be humbled by and even grateful for. So I, I find as we may be looking forward and thinking what's next, which is great, it's just as important at times to kind of look back and recognize, you know, what what led to us being here in this part of the country to this, uh, you know, city to this even dynamics that have evolved in our family, even personalities and traits that we maybe have can be ones that, you know, other family members had or uh, are very different and very intentionally because of how things were previously. So there can be so much learning and, and growth that we can gain from just being present with a family member, just being open to, to kind of hearing from them in those ways. Absolutely. And now with that, we got to the end of our program and uh, with usual last statement. So maybe you can start, Alex. Yeah. What I'd encourage uh, to kind of spark conversation is just being able to ask the person like, how, how was it for you? You know, how did you like, you know, school when you were young? How did you find the profession that you went into? Uh, and yeah, you might sometimes get one word answer or two word answers about certain questions. But I find if you have that wondering or that curiosity in a kind of respectful manner, it can really allow some some sharing and some 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 learning in a whole new way. And so, you know, think of your own life and all the decisions that you've made and the the directions that you've made and being able to maybe pass that information along to somebody. Again, being able to connect with our family, the elderly, about their experiences, not just what they did, but how they did it and, and how that impacted them and even the direction of their life can be a great way to kind of connect, a great way to learn. What about you, Saida? What would you want to leave listeners with today? Uh, I want to leave with um, just saying that as loving family caregiver. Uh, to an aging adult, uh, you may have noticed that something is going on with, with your grandparents, with your parents. Pay attention to it. There are challenges involved, uh, even sometimes to get them to talk. There are challenges involved sometimes to get them to walk, come to events. Sometimes they want to be left alone. But just pay attention. Just notice things in them. Notice the changes, ask them questions, um, you know, uh, look at them, look at in their face and see, what do you see? Do you see um, a little, you know, sadness? Do you see uh, confusion? Do you see question? Talk to them. If you don't communicate, you're not going to find out about what's going on in them. I know we all are busy. We all are into our own issues and challenges in life. But just think about it. They have put their lives for their children and their grandchildren. Now it's the time you put some times in um, working with them. And also 
the important part that I wanted to emphasize is be patient with them. I've noticed so many people that they get angry, they raise their voice, they're not respectful, and it just doesn't work right for them. It just takes them back steps um, rather than improving them, rather than making them happy. They have to feel that they're valued. So with that, I want to thank our listeners for listening to us. And I want to encourage everyone to just be more caring about yourself loving yourself, which we already talked about that, and also give care and love to your elderly in the family. Have a wonderful time until we meet again. Sorry.